I'm Paul Heron, and this is episode 48 of the Anna Eastneen podcast. Anna Eastneen died on January 14, 1977, in Los Angeles. To mark her 74th birthday and to celebrate her life, events were held throughout the country and around the world. The final speaker at the New York celebration was Neen's little brother, Joaquin Neen Kumel, a celebrated pianist and composer. Here are his remarks. 74 years ago yesterday, my sister Anise was born in Neen She was the first born of three, and judging by the photographs taken of her by father before she was stricken by a typhoid fever and later at the age of nine by a serious internal illness, she was a robust, happy, and beautiful child. In 1911, however, she acquired a physical fragility and a spiritual introspection that had been with her over the years. I used to call her my steel hummingbird. And so she was, indestructible and delicate all at one same time. She remained beautiful all her life. She inherited many physical traits from opulent-born parents, both physicians, both handsome, both spirited, although in very different ways. Intellectual and inventive activities were not uncommon on both sides of the family. Our paternal grandfather was a schoolteacher in Barcelona, a pamphleteer who denounced the social ills of his day and an unsuccessful novel. Our maternal grand- great-grandfather wrote a fascinating diary of his early years in New Orleans and kept writing in it until his death in Havana. Our maternal grandfather was the neutral link between the Cuban rebels and the Spanish ambassador in Washington during the tense years of the Cuban War of Liberation. And East was no echo of past personalities, however, close they may have been. She was an extraordinary individual who refused to be subdivided, taken apart, or fragmented. As a child, she narrated stories that would make us laugh and cry, and above all, kept us quiet. Later, I participated in these narrations by improvising appropriate sounds at the piano as background music. In Badalona, close to Barcelona, she wrote poetry, but her real vocation emerged when she left Barcelona for New York in 1914. She began writing her diary. As mysterious as an ace will always be, when you read these early diaries, you will know as much about her as I do. And since, thanks to an ace, none of us are strangers, you two will laugh and cry and be kept quiet. <laughs> Hers was a free spirit who disliked labels, slogans, categories, and neatly, neatly packaged details. She kept a delicate balance between the intellectual and the intuitive between acquired wisdom and infused wisdom, as St. Thomas would have it. But her heart went out to the intuitive, to the poetic, to the magic of sensitivity. <clears throat> this was her world, her refuge, her shatterproof glass bed. 
No one had more compassion, more willingness to help, more aptitude for instilling courage, confidence, faith, and hope. She knew all of the tortured changes of the human heart, our failures, our limitations, and our omissions. She nevertheless insisted that we keep alive that inner light and warmth given to all of us at birth. She never lost hers and never will. This we must tell Permit me to quote the following excerpt from the commencement address that he gave at Philadelphia College of Art on June 1st, 1973. When the artist starts, starts out on his road, it seems a lonely one, but he dares to follow it. And this daring is so important, this sense of adventure. Even by beginning a diary, I was already conceding that life would be more bearable if I looked at it as an adventure and a pain. I was telling myself the story of a life, and this transmutes into an adventure the things which can shatter me. It, became, it becomes the mythical voyage which we all have to undertake, the inner voyage. The voyage as in classical literature through the labyrinth. And then you begin to look at events as challenges to your courage. I'm not saying that we all have to be heroes, but that we have to complete the journey and believe that there is a way out of the labyrinth. This has been the Anna Eastine Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until the next time.